In this episode of the Living for Truth podcast, we will conclude our reading of Art and the Bible by Francis A. Schaeffer. We resume our reading on page 87. Finally, the Christian artist should constantly keep in mind the law of love in a world that is bent upon destruction. The Christian poet or painter may write or paint emphasizing the minor theme. At other times, and on other days, he may concentrate on the major theme. But our world, at the end of the 20th century, has so much destruction without Christian artists so emphasizing the minor theme in the total body of their work that they add to the poorness and destruction of our generation. A Christian businessman who does not operate on the basis of compassion does not live within the biblical norms of economics. And the Christian artist who only concentrates on the abnormality of the world is likewise not living by the law of love. There is a parallel in our conversation with men. We must present both the law and the gospel. We ought not to end with only the judgment of the law. Even though we may spend most of our time on the judgment of the law, love dictates that at some point we get to the gospel. And it seems to me that in the total body of this work, that the artist somewhere should have a sufficient place for the major theme. The subject matter of Christian art. Number 10. Christian art is by no means always religious art. It is art which deals with religious themes. Consider God the Creator. Is God's creation totally involved with religious subjects? What about the universe, the birds, the trees, the mountains? What about the bird's song and the sound of the wind in the trees? When God created out of nothing by His spoken word, He did not just create religious objects. And in the Bible, as we have seen, God commanded the artist, working within God's own creation, to fashion statues of oxen and lions, and and carving of almond blossoms for the tabernacle and the temple. We should remember that the Bible contains the Song of Solomon, the love song between a man and a woman, and it contains David's song to Israel, Israel's national heroes. Neither subject is religious, but God's creation, the mountains, the trees, the birds, and the birds' songs are also non-religious. Think about that. If God made the flowers, they are worth painting and writing about. If God made the birds, they are worth painting. If God made the sky, the sky is worth painting. If God made the ocean, indeed, it's worth writing poetry about. It is worth man's while to create works upon the basis of the great works God has already created. This whole nation, this whole notion, is rooted in the realization that Christianity is not just involved with salvation, but with the total man and the total world. The Christian message begins with the existence of God forever, and then with creation. It does not begin with salvation. We must be thankful for salvation, but the Christian message is more than that. Man has a value because he is made in the image of God, and thus man as man is an important subject for Christian art. Man as man, with his emotions, his feelings, his body, his life, this is an important subject matter for poetry and novels. I'm not talking about, here, man's lostness, but about his mannishness. In God's world, the individual counts. Therefore, Christian art should deal with the individual. Modern art often flattens man out and speaks in great abstraction. Sometimes we cannot tell whether the subject is a man or a woman. 
our generation has left little place for the individual. Only the mass of man remains. But as Christians, we see things otherwise. Because God has created individual man in his own image, and because God knows and is interested in the individual, individual man is worthy of our painting and of our writing. Christian art is the expression of the whole life of the whole person who is a Christian. What a Christian portrays in his art is the totality of life. Art is not to be solely a vehicle for some sort of self-conscious evangelism. If, therefore, Christianity has so much to say about the arts and to the artist, why is it that recently we have produced so little Christian art? I should think the, the answer would now be clear. We have not produced Christian art because we have forgotten most of what Christianity says about the arts. Christians, for example, ought not to be threatened by fantasy and imagination. Great painting is not photographic, in the poor sense of photographic. The Old Testament art, commanded by God, was not always photographic. There were blue pomegranates on the robes of the priest when he went into the Holy of Holies. In nature, there are no blue pomegranates. Christian artists do not need to be threatened by fantasy and imagination, for they have a basis for knowing the difference between them and the real world out there. Epistemologically, as I have pointed out in the in He is There and He is Not Silent, Christian man has a basis for knowing the, indiv- the difference between subject and object. The Christian is the really free man. He is free to have imagination. This, too, is our heritage. The Christian is the one whose imagination should fly beyond the stars. Moreover, a Christian artist does not need to concentrate on religious subjects. After all, religious themes may be completely non-Christian. The countercultural art in the underground newspaper, in which Christ and Krishna are blended, here is is religious art par excellence. But it is completely anti-Christian. Religious subjects are no guarantee that a work of art is Christian. On the other hand, the art of an artist who never paints the head of Christ, never once paints an open tomb, may be magnificent Christian art. For some artists there is a place for religious themes, but an artist does not need to be conscious stricken of if he does not paint in this area. Some Christian artists will never use religious themes. This is a freedom the artist has in Christ under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. An individual artwork and the body of an artist's work. Number 11. Every artist has the problem of making an individual work of art and, as well, building up a total body of work. No artist can say everything he might want to say or build everything he might want to build into a single work. It is true that some art forms, such as the epic and the novel, lend themselves to larger conceptions and more complex treatments, but even there, not everything that an artist wants to do can be done in one piece. Therefore, we cannot judge an artist's work from one piece. No art critic or art historian can do that. We must judge an artist's performance and an artist's worldview on the basis of as much of the artist's work as we can. There is a parallel here with the sermon. No single sermon can say everything that needs to be said. 
and no one can judge a minister's total theology or the content of his faith on the basis of a single sermon. The man who tries to put everything into into one sermon is a very poor preacher indeed. Even the Bible is an extended body of books, and it cannot be read as if one book or any one chapter included the whole. It must be read from beginning to end. And And if that is true of the Word of God, how much more is it true of an artist's work? If you are a Christian artist, therefore, you must not freeze up just because you can't do everything at once. Don't be afraid to write a love poem, simply because you cannot put into it everything of the Christian message. Yet, if a man is to be an artist, his goal should be, in a lifetime, to produce a wide and deep body of work. The Christian Life as a Work of Art I would suggest that we take all of these perspectives on art and consider how they apply to our own Christian life. Perhaps it would be a good idea to read this essay again and specifically apply it to your life as a Christian. No work of art is more important than the Christian's own life, and every Christian is cared upon to be an artist in this sense. He may have no gift or right of writing, no gift of composing or singing, but each man has the gift of creativity in terms of the way he lives his life. In this sense, the Christian, the Christian's life is to be a work of art. The Christian's life is to be a thing of truth and also a thing of beauty in the midst of a lost and despairing world.